Oh. <laughs> Get it out. Get uh, it out. Now. Uh, this is the stretching segment of our show. Where yeah. we stretch. Uh. Stretching is stretching is important for podcasting because everyone knows that it's very strenuous to sit for an hour and a half and run your jaw. Right. We're stretching our jaws. Yeah, that's really what you need to do is stretch your jaw. Yep. Stretch stretch the jaw. Stretch the jaw. The old saying. Yeah. That's what they should have called Jaws, honestly. Just... Uh, the movie? <laughs> yeah, the movie, yeah. Stretch the jaw? Yeah. Okay, I don't fully follow the logic there, but that's that's pretty good, I guess. No, it wasn't. It was bad. Uh, let's cut that out. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Um, this is what you get when you try and do punch up and you have no material. <laughs> yep, this is what happens. All right, live and learn. And, it's okay. Yeah, and you're inebriated at two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. That'll happen. That that'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's been up, Caleb? It's been a week since we last spoke. Yeah. Did you uh, do your sermons? I'm I'm doing that actually this coming Sunday. I got the dates wrong there. Oh, but yeah, okay. I'm going to talk about. I'm gonna try not to get too political, but and I shouldn't even fucking bring this up right now on this podcast. I should talk about this on my other podcasts, but I'm gonna talk about how. Uh, okay, there's. I'm just gonna tell you real fucking quick, Doug. There's this scripture, Matthew 25. Jesus is like, I was hungry and you fed me. I was blah blah blah, and then he talks to the other people and he's and they're like, but we we're Christians, we love you. And he's like, well, I was in need and you didn't help me out. So I'm going to talk about the fucking border and how he's like, I I was an immigrant and you tore me away from my parents and all this shit. Super political. You're right. That's pretty political. I shouldn't have gone there. Is it a lot of, I mean, is your congregation fairly like conservative or are they kind of like more like middle leaning or what's the deal? They're very, very fucking liberal. Oh, then I then it sounds like a home run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it, that's that's not it's. I mean you're like preaching to the choir. At yeah, that point. you're it's right. Like you're going. It's not like you're going to some like church, like right wing church in Texas, and saying that shit. That's a good point. But yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I should change it up a little bit. That's good feedback. Yeah, make it lean towards Donald Trump. Oh boy. Oh Just boy. go in there with a Trump 2020 flag, but like wear it as a cape. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. They'll love it. They'll love it. Okay. Fuck, they'll love it. Uh, I was feeling your advice there for a second, but now I'm not too sure. I mean, I am the one of my like friend circle from back home that's known as the one for like giving bad advice, but mm. on purpose. Okay. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, it's uh, that's kind of like the role that I play. It's just like, don't ask Doug. He'll give you the worst advice possible. Okay, and then just do the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, uh, well, I guess actually still to this day, I, I, I go with this move. But my friends are always, whenever my friends are like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to this new girl and everything. Like, what should I, you know, what should I say to her or whatever? And uh, my go-to advice is always just uh, send a, send her a picture of your butthole. Oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, girls love it when you do that. That's pretty good. That's what I always tell them. I don't know if it's true, but it's the advice I'll probably give you if you ever ask me what to do with a girl. What percentage of the time has that worked for you? Uh, All the time. Okay. 
I have a very photogenic butthole. You got that sweet, sweet butthole, baby. It's not like too tight, but it's also not too loose. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. It looks like I've been using it for 27 years. <laughs> Interesting. This is fascinating. <laughs> I like this version of Doug. <laughs> I like this version of Doug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what did we get together to talk about today? Uh, something about television, a.k.a. TV, a.k.a. telly. Uh, TV. Yeah. Yeah. That It's like the cousin of TB. No, not really. Saying? You're pretty close, but uh, it's like a screen where little people live inside of it and you watch them interact with each other. And they tell whoa, stories. Whoa, whoa. You're telling me that every time I watch a television show, those are little people acting that out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. inside my TV? Yeah, they're tiny little people. They live in a box. There's a glass screen. Who feeds them? I don't feed them. Am I supposed to feed them? Yeah, you're supposed to feed them. They've never seemed to die. You're going to run out of, of TV shows because they're all going to starve. They're just all going to starve? Oh, man. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. This is actually a PSA for uh, feedyourtvpeople.com. Yeah. <laughs> That's our new sponsor. Yeah, this episode brought to you by feedyourpeopletv.com. Feedyourtvpeople.com. There it is. I'm so sorry to our sponsor. I can't even get the name of your website out properly. And we're back with Blind Pilots. <sighs> oh, so I'm getting ready to move and everything. Yeah. That seems to be Talk going about that. through. Going to Louisville. Yeah, I... Yeah, going to Louisville. Uh, things seem to be moving along. I, did, I put in my application for my the apartment and everything the other day. I'm waiting nice. to back about that. Uh, yeah, everything seems to be falling into place now that I got got myself got myself a job. And, Very nice. Uh, yeah, so everything seems to be working out. That's great, man. That's stressful. Yeah, I'm uh, starting to pack some. St- my last day of work. Is this Wednesday? That that'll date this super hard. Or I mean, this coming Wednesday, the fifteenth. But uh, I'm pretty stoked to be done with fucking working retail, and yeah, nice man. A particular craft store that I work for. I'm pretty ready to be done. And that's like a two and a half hour drive from Bowling Green, right around there. No, I mean I, uh, the shortest I've done it in is like one forty. Really? Oh, okay. That's, like, no traffic, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay, sure, sure, sure. But, like, usually if there is traffic, it's, like, two hours. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. So are you getting, like, a, a are you renting, like, a, a truck or anything, or are you just packing up the car? Yeah, we're, we're gonna rent a, tr- we're actually, because I'm, like, throwing away all my furniture and shit, because I've just had it forever, and I'm getting all new furniture from Ikea, so my parents and I are gonna rent a truck in Louisville, and then, like, on the Thursday before I move drive to Louisville, pick up the truck, and then drive to Cincinnati to go to Ikea. Oh, wow. And load that all, load the Ikea furniture up, because it's all in, like, you know, it's all, like, flat in boxes and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to load that up into the truck first and then load my stuff in on top of shit. it. Are they going to, is anyone going to help you assemble the furniture? Because that's a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, my parents are going to help me while they're here, or at least, like, w- what they can, but I've got a week from like when I move there to when I start work, you know what I'm saying? I've got I I don't start work until the 10th, but I'm a I'm a seasoned IKEA builder. Oh, like, are you? 
Yeah, my parents have had IKEA furniture my whole life, and like all of my furniture right now is IKEA. I did not you know, know what I'm this. I'm a I am an IKEA fan. You're the IKEA boy. I love, I love that like minimalist look and everything like that. So nice. I'm uh I'm really glad that my parents have uh, brought me up around such modern furniture. Nice. This episode also brought to you by IKEA. IKEA. Where What's, you can get your furniture and your meatballs. Nice. Down See, to Ikea. That's good. I was going to ask you what their slogan would be, but you just dove right in there. Where you can get your <laughs> furniture and your meatballs. Finally. Yes. Finally, there's a one-stop shop for furniture and meatballs. At <laughs> long last. Honestly, I had been looking for that my whole life, and then I got introduced to Ikea for the first time, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Well, there goes my business venture. What blindfold rating would you give to their furniture and then secondly to their meatballs? The furniture, I mean, IMO is a zero blindfold. Like, I think it's all pretty dope, honestly. That's what I thought. That makes sense. And then their meatballs are like a two. Okay. They're not They're not great. Yeah. But they're, you know. Okay. Pretty good. Let's roll into this now. How about... Uh, what what rating would you give to Costco? Let's just say Costco merchandise and then Costco pizza, blindfold wise. Okay, well I haven't had Costco pizza per se. Oh, but we where we grew up there was a Costco. My parents had a membership to something called BJ's, which was essentially the exact same thing. It was you know it was just a wholesale. Only they place. also gave you blowjobs in the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you came in or as you were leaving, actually, but only if you purchased something. So if you purchased something and as you're leaving, they'd blow you right before you left. That's a pretty good deal. Um, so it'd make you feel better about all the money you spent. So it's like you're actually getting something out of it. Right, right, right. Um, Dads go there right like after yes. they after they get off work. They're like, oh honey, I gotta stay late, and then they go. Oh, it's not it's not gender specific. They they blow men, they blow women. It's it's the whole you know they do everything they service an array of the of the spectrum of gender is eating out a woman considered a blowjob i don't know i mean why not hmm okay i'm gonna have to research this one <laughs> i'm now on wikipedia <laughs> for, looking up blowjobs for the sake of the bit why not why not uh, yeah okay but so BJ's merchandise. I mean, it's you know. I mean, it depends on what you're. Looking. I mean, if you're like looking for wholesale shit, it's a zero, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I have, I have a Sam's card, but I don't go to Sam's very often because like I'm only looking for like toilet paper and paper towels and like air freshener shit. Yeah. Not looking to buy like six pounds of chicken salad. Like, <laughs> right. Not in my wheelhouse. Right. But. uh well, from what I remember, their like their like food was like dope. Like I liked eating there as a kid. Like whenever my parents went there, I'd be like, "Yo, we need to get either a hot dog or a churro or a sliced pizza oh, or something." Churros. Where's them churros yeah. at? Yeah, I haven't had churros in a hot minute. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, they kind of have something. Oh, I was gonna say they kind of have something like that at Taco Bell, don't they? But they're they're more like crunchy than churros. Those yeah, like yeah, they have those Twizzlers or, or the or uh, cinnamon twists. Cinnamon twists. Yeah, those things. Yeah. yeah, they're but they're not really like a churro. And then Jack in the Box has mini churros. Ugh, don't talk to me about that place. The place okay. makes me sick. Uh, okay. Jack in the Box is gross. It is pretty gross, but. 
it's a place where you can go and get burgers and chicken and egg rolls and tacos. It just like it's wrong. It just should not exist. Yep. And I've had their tacos and it makes me sick. And I've had that egg roll and it makes me sick. And I've had various sandwiches from there and it always makes me sick. The last time I ate there it felt like I had like a ball of iron in the pit of my stomach and I just wanted to like rip it out. This episode brought to you by Jack in the Vox. The very last time they'll ever sponsor us. Doug, you did not read that copyright at all, dude. I did not read that copyright. Did you hear me fart? I did. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks. That's on audio for everyone. Yep. It's staying in. Woof. All right. Uh, so, just to pull us back on track, we're here to talk about a heavy hitter today, Caleb. Oh, a big one. A big one. A big old heavy hitter. We So, in the let's list off. We're like, what? This will be like episode... Don't even say uh, it. Yeah. Somewhere near 20. Around is, there. Is Maybe fair, less. Fair to say. I would say like plus or minus four somewhere yeah, in there. That's, you know yeah, that's I mean? a good, that's some good statistics. Yep. Around there. Um, so I just want to like touch, like we've done House, mm-hmm. we've done Scrubs, we've done Malcolm in the Middle. We've gotten lucky. Uh, what other big ones have we I mean, done? Jessica uh, Jones isn't a small one, you know. That's that's not a small. I guess in my mind, just because like it wasn't like something in my peripheral, really. But yeah, Jessica Jones is is fairly big because it, it is in the Marvel universe and all that shit. What um, else? I think those are the biggest ones that you've listed there. Oh, I guess Will and Grace, but it, it would have been bigger if we'd done the original. The original, Grace. yeah. Um. Yeah, that that might be it. I mean, people hopefully people who've been listening would are listening and being like, "No, you've done this and this and this," uh, but I doubt it because who's listening to this podcast? You and I. Um, this is. Yeah, I'll say you. this just to. I don't, re- even, I don't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> when you put tr- it out, I'm just like, "All right, cool." <laughs> That's true. Uh, I will I say. I will say I'm our biggest listener because I have to listen to it multiple times to edit it and then to make sure that it's uh, consistent. After I after I export the audio file, and then I'll also say, just as a reminder to myself, as as I am our only listener, that this is entirely randomized. This is fully random. How we land it on is. these episodes, these shows, it's fully random. It is. It is. Yeah. I um. Oh, I recently found out there's another podcast that's doing something like this. Oh, motherfuckers! Um, not not like this. Just like with the randomness of it. So. Paul Shear, who does How Did This Get Made? Yep. He has his, like, more serious movie podcast called Unspooled, where they're going through the uh, top AFI 100 movies. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but they're not doing it in order. They're, like, they have, like, a 50-sided die, and they're rolling it. Interesting. And picking whatever number comes up, you know what I'm saying? Oh. And then, yeah, doing it that way. A 50-sided die. I think it's, I mean, it, they they rolled a die, and then, unless they just added sound effects, but it sounded live, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it's a 50-sided die. I mean, there's a hundred, well, there's a hundred movies. I don't know how they're doing it, honestly, because when they rolled it, it only, sa- it sounded like one die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is why I was like, well, that's weird, but all hmm. right, you know. I'm sure shit like that exists with, like, D&D and all that kind of crap. Speaking of, I've been playing D&D recently. Oh, have you? It's a lot of fun. 
I mean, it can be if you're playing with the right people. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I wouldn't want to play with people that, like, took it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take it serious enough to where you're, you're suspending disbelief and, like, kind of in the world of it, but then you're also kind of making jokes and, and, and having a good yeah. time. Yeah, that's that sounds like fun. Oh, um, do you yeah. know the do you know the podcast um, Nerd Poker with, with Brian P- oh. Posehn? No, no. Okay, yeah, it's it's, it's a D and D podcast. It's it's really good. I'll oh, I, was, I thought you were going to talk about Adventure Zone. What's that one? That's the my brother, my brother, and I guys. Don't know. Him. You don't know that that podcast? No. My brother, my brother, and me, or something like that. It's these three brothers, but the, the the Adventure Zone one is them, the three of them playing D&D with their dad. Oh. And one of them, Dungeon Masters, and then the other two and their dad are playing. Sure, sure. And they're, like, kind of walking you through each story. That's you cool. Know, as you're listening. It's pretty fun. That's cool they're doing it with their dad. That's I like that. Yeah, and their dad had, like, never played before. He was, the, he was like, the real, like, noob in the game. That's cool. So you have the perspective of somebody who's new to it, and so that probably makes it more listenable if, if you're new to it also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like yeah. that. Well, I, like I got that. into it from listening to, or watching a Harmon Quest. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Which is which is great. Dan Harmon. I love that. Yeah, Dan Harmon and Harmon Quest is awesome. So I got into Adventure Zone from that. Cool. And Spencer Crittenden yeah. too, right? Is Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, let's uh, let's jump into this shit, man. So, do you want to do the intro? Or do you want me to? Heavy hitter number, whatever. Uh, yeah, you do the intro. Okay. Welcome to Blind Pilots. The episode you're about to hear contains spoilers for Blank. I mean, The Wire. Take two. Welcome. <laughs> That was a really bad joke. Welcome to my pilots. The episode you're about to hear contains spoilers for The Wire. If you want, you can go on to HBO and check out The Wire. Otherwise, just enjoy and be aware that you're about to hear some spoilers for The Wire. How's that? It was fine. I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, we're gonna get to talk about The Wire. I know. We got lucky, the only dude. Thing that would make this better is if we were getting paid for it. Yeah, that would make a lot of things better. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> I would quit my job. Yep. I would not work ever. Yep. Well, oh, well I guess this would this would be work. Yeah, exactly. This, this, work. this never feels like work though. Huh. It's just a it's a fun little conversation. Well sometimes honestly it, feels like, it probably feels like work for you, but yeah, I don't honestly, have to deal with that shit because I'm not on, a nerd. Honestly, like the production side of things and the editing is it does take a lot of time. I'm gonna be honest. It t- it takes a minute. That's why we would get a producer, Caleb. This is what we need to strive for. We need to get picked up. We need to hire someone to do this shit so yeah. we can just roll in the dough, bro. Yeah, bro. We need a producer, an engineer, and an intern. We don't even need an engineer. We can do that. We can do that. We. We. You mean I? Yeah, you. Whatever. I mean, I'm recording on my end, but you know, still. That's fair. That's fair. So the wire, uh, McNulty, the wire. bunk. Dude, this feels so good because I'm an East Coast boy. I'm yep. Straight out of Virginia, 45 minutes south of DC, and I definitely have rolled through fucking the hood of Baltimore in the 90s, and it was not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yeah. 
This is such a great show. I mean, I feel like we're kind of projecting our blindfold ratings, which isn't really much of a like. It's just kind of a silly little premise for the show. It's it doesn't. It's not really that. I lo- I low key wish neither of us had watched this before. Oh, right for real. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, spoiler. We've both seen this show from beginning to end a yep. few times. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah. This is not anything new for either of us. Right. And there's a reason that we've seen it multiple times. Should we just, like, give our fucking blindfold rating right now and then dive into it? Yeah, why not? Zero blindfolds all day long. Zero. Yeah, this belongs in, like, the Golden Blindfold Club or whatever the fuck it is you want to call it. <laughs> It's, it's fucking, it's honestly like, okay, it's just one of the best HBO shows that have come out, you know, and obviously HBO has a lot of really good shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, I just don't know if they've honestly topped it. Oh, was this, remind me, Doug, if you remember, was this a, uh, cause was this a dealer's choice? Cause the way we do it guys is we have five net or five streaming networks and then one dealer's choice. And I think that we were, we were banking on an HBO show and then we landed on a dealer's choice. Is that right? Yeah. I think that, I think that's how it happened. Yeah. 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 So we did kind of pull for the, for, for HBO, but then we randomly landed on the wire. And, and HBO is always, I mean, it's not always going to be a winner. Cause I mean, our first episode or whatever was John from Cincinnati. And like, obviously that wasn't like a real winner, but honestly, like looking back on it, I'm just like, it was well produced. You know what I'm saying? Like HBO seems to like put their, you know, they really try when they do shit. <laughs> Remember when John was holding hands with that guy in the cornfield, that trucker? <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying it looked nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, you're it right. Was, it was well produced. It wasn't super well written. No, but. yeah, everyone was a pro on that show except for the writers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was lit well, you know, the, the the sets were really nice. It was just, it was all perfect. Yeah. It was like, it like it had HBO stamp on it, but the writers were just somewhere else. I don't know what they were just, even going for. It was yeah, it was like they phoned it in. You know what I mean? <laughs> or somebody like there was their brainchild. Like the showrunner was like, I've, "I've got my chance now. I've got my chance." And then they they went back to working at their dad's uh, used I'm car lot. I'm pretty sure the the showrunner was the guy who created Deadwood and no. some other show. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we misjudged it. Maybe it gets better then. It's the Deadwood guy? I'm pretty sure it's the Deadwood guy. Damn. Okay. All right. I think I remember reading that or hearing that or reading and hearing that, which is super possible. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so The Wire, the thing to me that stands yeah. out... The thing Wait, what? Oh, I was saying, uh, the thing to me that stands out the most with The Wire is how there's not... I guess there's societally there's good guys and bad guys there's like the criminals quote unquote and the and the law quote unquote but like at the same time they're just both trying to fucking make ends meet they're just trying to to make it yeah I mean you have sympathy for like both sides that's what like what is really interesting about the wire is like I don't I don't really watch like cop shows or anything like that so i don't know if someone's like done this and maybe done it better but like the wire in my mind is like one of the only cop shows that does a really really good job at simultaneously showing 
like showing you the the police angle and the criminal angle you know what i'm saying yes like, absolutely you you see from like as the viewer you're almost like uh omnipotent in the situation you know what i'm saying where you have vision of both sides yes you know what i Omnition, mean like, yeah absolutely yeah yeah you're seeing and, you're and you're relating to both sides too yeah, like when you see McNulty and his crew, you're like they're trying to figure out something, but you know that the the criminals are always like one step ahead or something like that, or or flipped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just uh, and even the junkies uh, yeah. are, you know, like I I was I was really really sad to see Johnny. You know when he, when he gets beat up and then he's in the hospital. Bubbles Bubbles, uh, you know, yeah, his, Bubbles little sidekick. Yeah, it was like. This really pulled on my heartstrings, man. This episode, it's it really it's so good. I think. No, I no, it's great. I, I'm I'm shrugging my shoulders. For yeah, you rolled your eyes too. You can you can yeah, and I rolled my eyes. Like you could hear Caleb's voice dip as I did it. Um, but I don't think the shit with Johnny is sympathetic, though. I mean, like, I mean, may I I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at it too harshly. But it's like you're making junky decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But like, like I, that deserves you deserve to get beat up for trying to hustle drug dealers out of their money. Yeah. Well, you got it coming. I don't know if you deserve it because I've I've struggled with with pill addiction specifically. Like, thank God. Yeah. Knock on wood. I'm not like, I'm, not like I'm just saying hating on the addiction. I'm, I'm no, hating no, no. on the fact that he took paper and you know. Yeah, for sure. No, he fucked up. And when what goes around comes around, and like that's just the natural way that shit works. If you fuck somebody over, you're you're gonna get fucked over. But I'm just saying that like as a person, he like he's a slave to those drugs. I guess to the drugs. Yeah. Well, I did feel bad that. So Bubbles did it beforehand. We're gonna jump all around. Yeah, it seems like in this episode because we're starting off like thirty minutes in, um, maybe even further. But uh, the thing I felt bad about was like Bubbles did it the first day and got away with it, and then Johnny is trying to like you know make those bones, make his bones. You know what I'm saying? Like he's trying to get his street cred up. So he's like, so they get high, and he's like, Bubs, I want to pull the scam tomorrow, and then the scam is the same day that D'Angelo like turned shit around and basically like he found the paper money you know what I'm saying yeah. he's just like does this look like money like money is green money feel like money and yeah. then like and then he tried and then uh, I can't remember his name the, the, the white Johnny uh, he tries to pull the scam the next day when all like right after all that went down yeah and it's just like I feel bad for him because of the bad timing yeah but and they assume that it was him the whole time, and they don't. And then I think Bubs yeah. feels bad about like when he's in the hospital. Like I think he feels bad about that because he knows that he kind of got the ball rolling there. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Kind of, yeah. This yeah, is a complex I mean, show. It really is, and I thought I think it's really like important, and like, uh, well, I guess it's important to note, but I, th- I feel like it also helps the show a lot that it's written by someone who is an ex police beat reporter for the Baltimore Sun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that really makes the show what it is. Like, you, f- it really makes you feel like you're a part of it. It's not like they brought in some consultants or something. Like, he was, like, really in the grit 
of all this shit, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to going to crime scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. In I'm, Baltimore. I'm sure that, like, these characters are, are based on real people, you know? Like, it's that's the vibe I'm sure, get. yeah. I'm sure they are. It's, yeah. Uh, it's really in-depth, too. I mean, you really become a part of... I mean, this is talking about the whole show. I'm, I'm going to move away from the, the pilot for right now, but you really get into all of their lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like... Well, not all of their lives, but, like, the important characters. Like, yep. you get into their lives outside of the police station. Yeah. Or outside of the drug den or whatever, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The tower, the pit. Yeah, the towers, the pit, yeah, all that stuff. The, the docks, I mean, all of it, honestly. Except, well, yeah, I mean, except, except a few, but... Yeah, while, while we've stepped away from the show, dude, Omar is such a good character. Omar's, Omar's one of the best characters on television ever. Yeah. He's so deep. And he, like, you know, he, obviously he's gay. He's a, yeah, he's a complex character. Yeah. Like, he's gay, but he's, like, in a world. But he's openly gay. Yeah. At that, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and he's kind of busting stereotypes because he's a fucking hard ass. And he's in a world that does that is fully just, like... Like, it's such a big deal now when, like, hip-hop artists come out and stuff like that. Like, like Frank Ocean just made, like, such a splash. Even just being an R&B singer, not even, like, a, you know, a, a, exclusively a rapper. But just, it's just such yeah. a big deal, you know, in, in that in that kind of world. And, it, man, he's just so, it's just such a, such an intense story. This whole thing, man. Zero blindfolds. Yeah, and he's not the only homosexual character. You have, you have Kima Greggs, yep. who's, uh... Who's a lesbian? And, uh-huh. uh, she's pretty open about that. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of it's cool. Like this is the early two thousands too. You know, this is two thousand two. Right. So I mean, that's pretty rad. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Yeah. Fucking round of applause to HBO for that one, guys. Uh, dude, this is also Idris Elba's like breakout thing. Oh, the, uh... Stringer Bell? Yeah, Stringer, Stringer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's, like, huge now. Yeah, and he's he's fucking British. Yeah, he's super British. He's... Have you seen Luther? Yeah. Oh, my God. Great show. Yeah. Another yeah, uh, kind great. of cr- crime drama, I guess. Yeah, Idris Elba is awesome, honestly. And, and it's cool, like, you see a lot of these uh, these actors in, like, other HBO shows as well. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. They're good at they they find their people and and they're good at uh, keeping them around. Yeah, so I guess like the the basic plot. Yeah, I was gonna ask pilot, you to... the pilot is uh, what's a good way to wrap this up? Um, we meet McNulty, his partner Bunk. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I'm just trying to like think of a way to like wrap it up in a few sentences, and I don't think there is a way. Honestly, because it's so... There's a lot of, like, moving pieces. Yeah. Can I take a so swing you, at it? Yeah, go, go for it, please. And then and then maybe you can, too. Um, you meet the characters, who, you know, the, the law, you meet the criminals, and then you see their relationships and how they interact, and McNulty is trying to change shit. But he's got a lot of people against him because he steps on a lot of people's toes inadvertently, and D is fucked. That's not bad. Yeah, it's just uh, like you said. I mean, you tried to touch on a lot of it, and I feel like you did. But there's so many pieces. Yeah, that wasn't a great summary. 
it's just like so I mean you meet I mean it's, it's just so McNulty and Bunk, their partners, their 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 murder police. You really like start to meet them whenever McNulty shows up to a murder tri- murder trial for a character that becomes a main integral character, and he isn't from the beginning episode. Uh, what's his name? Uh, D'Angelo. Yeah, they call him D. Barksdale. Yeah. D'Angelo Barksdale. Yep. Um, he's on trial for murder. He gets off, you know what I'm saying, and McNulty, he's not pleased by it, you know what I'm saying. He knows that his uncle is Avon Barksdale, who's running the t- running all the drugs through the towers and the pit, and are basically just all over the west side. Yep. And he notices this, and then he talks to that judge, and he tells him all, everything all about this Avon Barksdale dude and Stringer Bell. And pretty much everyone who was sitting in the trial room, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. He tells them about all these, like, unsolved murders that they're not being pinned with, basically, that they're getting off on. And that pisses, like, everybody off, because uh, that judge goes straight straight to the deputy and pisses off his major and the lieutenants and all this shit. And basically, they end up having to form this special task unit to try and bring down Avon Barksdale. Long story short, it's really just about this task force being formed. But the cool thing about it is, is this is the task force that goes throughout the entire five seasons. Yeah, that was a really that was a really good summary. I tried. I I just it felt lengthy just because like there's so many different there's so much different shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like the cops have zero clue who Avon Barksdale is, but as the viewer, you're like. He's at the strip club. Like, he's not fucking visible, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It really just makes you want to, like, yell at the TV. Yeah, and he's at the top of all this. Like, he's he yeah. is pulling... The, he's the puppet master. He's pulling the strings. He's making... And Stringer Bell is his, like, number two. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, there's there's just... Uh, there's so much going on. There's so It's just really well written. Like, from the get-go, you're, you have McNulty sitting with that kid who... So, they're there for a murder. Some kid named Snot Boogie got murdered. Yes. And over a craps Yeah, craps game, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he, he keeps stealing the money from the craps game. Yeah, that's that, that's what the kid's telling him. He's just well, first off, McNulty's talking about like how shitty of a nickname Snot Boogie is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh he's just like, Yeah, man, so we you know, every every Friday or whatever, Snot Boogie would get in, in the game and then halfway through he'd lose and then he'd snatch the money and run. And then he's just like he could have just he could have just beat him up like we always did, but he had to go and shoot him. And, they, and then McNulty's just like, so you're telling me why? Or he's just like you're telling me. Snot Boogie snatches the money every time. Like why even let him into the game? And the kid like pan like deadpan just is just like that's America, man. And it's just like that's the most real shit. Yes, that dude. There's so many. I wrote down I think that's three the different most real shit. Yeah. I wrote it down like three different uh, one-liners essentially from the show that just like really hit me hard that I didn't want to forget. And dude, yeah, you you, you nailed that one. He's like, McNulty says, "Why'd you let him play?" And dude goes, "Got to. This is America, man." And it's just like yeah, it's just that's like, the setup for the show. Dude, it's perfect. You know, it's just yeah. There's a. I mean. And there are like little like laugh moments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a it's not ever a show that'll just like have you like bent over, you know what I'm saying? Like gasping for air, but 
it takes away from those like little laugh moments really like take away from the like utter seriousness that you're about to like dive into across yeah. the next five seasons yeah you, you need those little breaks for for a quick little laugh like you need the, the comedic elements yeah definitely. this is a heavy show otherwise unless it, otherwise it would just be like a remake of like oz but like in like from the cop's point of view instead of the criminals you know yeah it's, it's, Mm-hmm. And Oz is like difficult to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. A lot of, a lot of murder, a lot of rape, a lot of, a lot of just a lot of shit. You know? What yeah, I'm saying? totally. A lot of those two things in particular, though. Yes, and those are hard, hard to stomach. Yes, yes, they are. Um, yeah. Uh, what? A, what? A, what? You take notes. I don't take notes. I gave up on notes. I I chose to be the lazy one on the podcast. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> what uh, what, what do you have written down over there? Okay, let's see. Um, most a, a lot of it is just notes of like of of the characters' names because I know there's so many of them. So I took notes on on who is who. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll just read. Maybe I'll just read my quotes real quick. There's that one. Oh, uh, they're talking about the war on drugs. The cops are talking about it, and dude yeah. says, um, uh, it's not a war, because wars end. Yeah, and then Car- Carver says that, and then he literally goes, what, you aren't going to quote me on that or something like that? Or, oh, yeah, you're going to or... write that down? You're going to write that down, that's yeah. what he says, yeah, I'm just like, that's the shittiest fucking thing. Yeah. I I love it, I mean, what he's in something else. Um, he's in a few things, I, I was trying to place him. I know he's in Oz, like for sure he's in Oz. Yeah, he's in. I'm, I'm thinking of something else though. Hold on. Oh, he's in The Walking Dead. Oh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking of. Definitely don't watch The Walking Dead. Oh, you don't? Maybe. maybe no, I don't like it. Honestly. Maybe it was just Oz that I was thinking of for him being. Okay. Yeah, The Walking Dead is just not my not my bag. Okay. I gave it a couple episodes, and I was like, eh, I'm not interested, honestly. Zombie stuff is not not my thing. Okay. Well, you got some hot takes there, Dougie boy. I try. Hot takes. Oh, why are my hands so hot? I don't, I don't like Breaking Bad. I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't like The Walking Dead. What, what else shouldn't I like? Uh, I don't like Paul McCartney. Tom Petty is overrated. R.I.P. Though, um, what else? Um, Jimi Hendrix was like kind of meh. Uh, uh-huh. Kurt Cobain sucked. Jesus Christ, man! Nirvana as a whole sucked. Jesus fucking um, Christ! What else? 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 Uh. Man, I really wanted to say that The Godfather is not a good movie, but it totally is. What else should I have a hot take on, Caleb? What else? Is I don't popular? fucking know, Doug. The Wizard of Oz? Like, what are you even going for? You're just calling out, like, Criterion films and, and like, <laughs> famous artists who changed the game. Like, do you put this on your resume? Do you put this on your yeah. fucking CV? Yeah, I had a conversation with someone one time that I should just become a critic. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You'll piss everybody I, off. It's the only thing that I like to do is just criticize other people and not actually do things for myself. Okay. 
So, that was really honest. Yeah. yeah. That was really honest. I can't make a movie. I can't write a song, but I know what's good and what's not good. That's okay. Well, at least you're being honest about it. Let me tell you about Jimi Hendrix, though, real quick, just because, yeah, you're right. He's not the best, obviously. He's not, his, his songs aren't even that great. Like, his playing isn't that great, but, like, he changed the game. We wouldn't have modern rock and roll if he had not done what he did. And do you even know, like, how distortion works? Like, that's, he turned up an amplifier louder than it's supposed to go and just kept playing it like that. And he's like, it's distorting because it's breaking up the speaker. It's not even supposed to do that. It's supposed to be a clean sound. But he changed the game. Now you're rolling your eyes again. He changed the no, game. I'm not. I'm not rolling my eyes. I promise. I promise. Okay. My, my neck hurts. Okay, I'm sorry. He changed the game, bro. That's all. He was important. He's a catalyst. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I just said he's kind of meh. That's fair. That's all I said. Whoa. Hot takes. It sounds like so, sounds like somebody got triggered. Got triggered. Pew, pew. <laughs> uh, what? Let's talk about some of the like different. I I guess like I've seen this episode so many times. I don't even know what I want to talk about. I feel like honestly, it might be a good approach to to talk about the characters instead of trying to go chronologically through the plot because that'll just yeah. Okay, we can do that. So McNulty, yeah. McNulty and Bunk, their relationship's very interesting. They're both arguably maybe alcoholics, or they at least lean I mean, on alcohol. No, I mean throughout this show, like if you watch the whole show, McNulty's definitely an alcoholic. Yeah. And Bunk, I mean they both, yeah, they're both alcoholics. I feel like McNulty more so than Bunk, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And they, they definitely, definitely enable each other, but they complement each other too, like at work and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Bunk Bunk goes in, in this episode, Bunk goes into work uh, drunk slash hungover. Drunk. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's drunk. Still drunk. And then that just that part where he gets up and clips his gun into his belt, I'm just like, oh, it's so good to know that there were probably actually cops back then, like going to work drunk and then having to deal with a gun. Yeah, like, yeah. And that was a really good close-up shot, too. That was a really yeah, good... Was, yeah, yeah. was, good blocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have Bunk, and then you have Greggs, Carver, and Herc, who are all from the West End CID department. Yep. Uh, working with criminal informants, doing that whole... They're doing drug busts and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And... You've got Lieutenant Daniels, who is their lieutenant in the CID department. Yep. You got Presbo. Oh wait, did they talk about that? I can't, I just watched. Okay, that must have been the most. I started to watch episode two. Oh, nice. So yeah. I guess I don't think you meet Presbo in the first episode. Yeah, I don't think so. Um. Yeah. Okay. And you also don't meet Lester in the first oh, episode. Lester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's a pretty important character? Uh, you meet. McNulty's major, who ends up being a kind of big role. Not big, but he just, like, pops up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And he just, like, shits on everyone's day. Yeah. Like we mentioned, you meet uh, Avon Barksdale and Stringer Bell. Yeah, I was gonna get to that side. Yeah, you meet Avon, who's, like, the the tip-top of the the Barksdale gang. Then you got Stringer Bell, who's number two. You meet Weebay, who is his, like, lieutenant. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's really interesting to me the like seeing 
kind of the the transactional side of things like seeing seeing the business side of the drug game because yeah. it's it's not something that I think about a lot and like it but it makes sense like how seeing all the parts working together and like seeing how they how they handle their shit yeah yeah definitely it's uh dude this show is just like like I said there's so many moving parts yeah to this whole thing Totally. So got, and then you have so like that's what I, the the criminals that I listed are like the top guys, and then you've got D'Angelo mm-hmm. or D, who mm-hmm. was running one of the towers and then got pulled off of it because he killed that dude. Yeah, and they had to like spend all that money to get him off. Yeah, which I think honestly they only did because he's Stringer's nephew. He's Stringer's nephew. Yeah, he, exactly. He probably would have gotten fucking shot if he had not been related to Stringer because he's just a kid. Exactly. He's like he's just like cheesing and cracking up like that shit in court was crazy, man. And he's just he's being immature as fucking shit. Yeah, he doesn't really. <clears throat> it doesn't really process to him, and he's not really processing like what it took to get him off. Of, exactly. Of the yes. Like a clear cut. A clear cut murder case you know what i'm saying yes yeah like there were witnesses against him and shit like that exactly like, it took a lot of money to get him off to pay off a witness i think that doesn't uh doesn't avon say like it, it cost a lot of money and a lot of time yeah avon did say that when they were in the club together yeah uh so yeah you've got d you've got bodie you got wallace well yeah you got wallace and you got Pooh. And then those four make up your, like, the crew in the pit. In the, the pit. low rise. Yeah. Yeah, in the low rises. So, <clears throat> D's running that crew. And I think that covers everyone. And little known... Well, I guess it's not not little known. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious if you look at the uh, uh, credit list. But our boy Wallace is played by Michael B. Jordan. Who's now a fucking megastar. Yep. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah, man. And he honestly still looks exactly the same, which exactly, is yeah. freaky as fuck. He got a little baby face. Freaky as fuck. Yeah, he does, man. To this day, I'm just like, you still look like you're like fucking 12 years old playing yeah. Wallace and the Wire. Yeah. He's an interesting character, too. Oh, yeah, because I guess we mentioned him earlier, but uh, Johnny and Bubbles is another interesting dynamic. There's so many, like, yeah, relationships. Bubbles, yeah relationships are like such an important part of this show like Definitely. there's a lot of codependency a lot of uh, back and forth and uh, just really important relationships but like yeah wallace is the one who takes he's obviously like he struggles with math i guess and, and he t- he's the one who takes the fake money yeah uh spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't fucking watched this show but is watching or listening to this plug yours real quick Yo, I can't believe they do the my, our boy Wallace at the end of the first season. I know. It's so fucking sad. I really like, like Wallace. He gets, he gets, like, hooked on drugs, and then he gets pulled into that boys' camp, and then he becomes, like, an informant, and then he's like, oh, dude, it's all so bad. Yeah. Oh, that's... Informants are a really important part of the show. Like, you find out at the end that Bubbles is an informant. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, an well, interesting. Yeah, it makes sense because Kima and Herc and Carver come from the criminal informant department. Yeah. yeah, but it's really interesting, like just seeing that interaction with like people, like people who are kind of straddling the line, I guess, between yeah. these two worlds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Feel free to unplug your ears, guys. By the way. Oh yeah. 
Well, how'd they know uh, now? Now their ears are just plugged forever. Uh, well, then they can turn off this fucking podcast. <laughs> we we got our play number. You can turn it off now. It's good. Yeah, thanks. We got our we got our digits. Mm-hmm. We upped them numbers. You listened to at least five minutes of it. You're good. We got it. Even if you buffed through five minutes of it, that's straight, too. Yeah, that works for us. Yeah, it's whatever. As long as we see numbers, honestly, numbers are the only thing we care about. We could care less about an actual audience base. Yeah, I never started jerking off to numbers until I started podcasting. Ooh, buddy. Me too. Me too. Ooh, that number seven, that's my shit right there. Yeah, I, I, dude, it's weird. I get like monthly emails from my my uh, provider or whatever, my uh, host site, and it's weird when I still see. I see like a good number of people listening to my We Busy stuff, and I haven't posted about it once since like early July. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, guys. I'm pretty sure you have. You could do so many other things with your time. Yeah. Then listen, listen to me talk or someone else talk. Right. Well, well they want to hear someone else talk. They don't tune in to listen to me talk. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, Doug, stop being so self-degrading. That's my thing, though. I'm really good at it. Yeah. This is what you get when you read Charles Bukowski at a young age. Oh, that makes sense. Is that what you're going to blame it on? I blame my mental shit on being bullied a lot as a kid. That's what I blame it oh, on. Oh, that got real real quick. Yeah, sure. I'd, I wasn't, okay, yeah, I wasn't trying to get super real, but that got real, that got real, guys, hashtag real as fuck. Hashtag real as fuck. <laughs> we need more hashtags. Tweet at us some hashtag real as fuck tweets. Yo, 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 tweet at us, hashtag wanna, real as fuck. We want to know what is real as fuck in your lives. Yep, and fucking, I'll say this, try to bully me. I've gotten, my defense mechanisms are up, y'all, like, I figured that sh- I hacked that shit, I'm a smart man. I'm um, a lot of things. Just make fun of his fucking tiny eyes and his fucking small dick. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Good luck. <laughs> try to come at me, bullies. Come at me. Or try to bully He's somebody. you got a really hairy butt. Yeah, mm-hmm, I do. Yep, yep. You want to see it? <laughs> Should I whip it out right now? Is that what we're going to do? Ha- I don't... Can you whip out a butt? I know you can, like, whip out a penis. Is, like, that the right... Uh, verb to use when you're mooning. So please don't moon me for fuck's sake. All right, guys. Yep. That's what you get. Saw his ball sack too. It was great. Are we friends now? Uh, unfortunately. Was that too much? Uh, no. This is just the. Th- this is like the allowance you get when you're on the other side of a fucking screen. Yeah. There's no real-time embarrassment. Okay. I don't know. You you look kind of awkward. I mean, yeah. I uh, I didn't, like, sign up for today to, like, you know, get a glimpse at your butt and the underside of your nutsack. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, like, in my plans. Were they as hairy as you thought? Uh, no, surprisingly. Oh, interesting. Everybody. Unless it's just, like, not dark hair. But anyways, guys. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Have I shown you this? Have I shown you my arm? I went from this party. You know the game Slaps? My God. Looks like Jesus. Yeah. What is wrong with you? I like pain. Being an adult. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm not good at uh, it. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't even know where to go from that. Uh, the wire is hashtag real as fuck. Um, yeah, like I said, man, like, I remember one time, like, in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, like, leaving a Orioles game and getting lost on the south side of Baltimore. Uh Uh-oh. And, uh, it was not the best thing in the world that I've ever seen. Yeah. To say the absolute least. I dated someone, uh... Who shall rename? Who shall remain nameless? Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, wink. Voldemort. Hint, hint, hint at who I'm talking about. Yep. Voldemort. Um, she was. She really loved this show, and there was one time where she said like the most white shit to me. One time, we were talking about going to Virginia at one point. And she was like, oh, I really want to, like, just, like, drive through the hood of Southside Baltimore or whatever. And I was just like, that is the most white tourist shit I've literally ever heard. Like, <laughs> like just for fun almost, drive through. Yeah, like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's borderline offensive. Like, you just want to, like, go see and look at these people who are having to flip crack for a living. Yeah, it's not a fucking you know what zoo. I'm saying? Yeah, it's not a joke. It's not the wire. Like, you really just want to drive through the hood and just, like, sightsee. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, that's pretty offensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not a good look. Like, what are you... What are you... (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, this episode brought to you by the city of Baltimore. Come here. It's nothing like the wire. Yep. That's our new sponsor, the city... Of Baltimore. Of Baltimore. <laughs> yep, we're moving on up. They paid to sponsor this show. They heard that the blind pilots were covering their, like, city staple of a television show, and they are like, we need to give you guys money. Just like the city of Baltimore sponsored the podcast, Serial. Yep. This episode brought to you by Serial, mainly Captain Crunch. I mean, the NPR podcast Serial. I like cinnamon toast personally. Oh, you like golden grams? Uh, every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, it's basically just a graham cracker cereal. Yeah, that's all it does. Yeah, yeah. That's How about cookie crunch? It's shaped like little teddy bears. I haven't had cookie crunch in years. Cool. Like, oh no, like cookie crisp. Years. I haven't had that shit in probably like 15, 16 years. Yeah, I need to buy more sweet cereal. I don't have enough. I don't have enough cavities. I don't really eat cereal very much. Yeah. How do we get here? But, uh... What the what fuck? A, what, what a, were there any other, like, bits? Oh, uh, oh, shit, I know what I want to talk about in The Wire. Uh, so they... So it's, like, commonly accepted that that fucking scrawny kid from, uh, Stand By Me... Oh, yeah. Was, uh, ...has the best train dodge of all time. Well, I argue that McNulty... Has the best train dodge. Of that was all badass. Time. That was badass. He's standing he's just there pissing. Like drunk as fuck, and he's pissing, and he just like casually saunters off the tracks, like right before it rolls past. I'm like, what? That was badass. Bunk Bunk was just like this crazy motherfucker, and that kind of I think sums up a lot of the of the whole sh- the whole series is like he's just kind of drunk, stumbling around, barely keeping his ass alive. Well, the only thing that keeps McNulty alive is the job. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like he always he like is drunk. He he copes with alcohol. He loses his wife. He loses his kids pretty much. And then you know more spoilers for the rest of the show. But he gets together with Beatty, who you meet in season two. And then she leaves his ass because he starts drinking again. And then he tries to get back with her. And it's just like the only thing that he like loves and will ever like fully love is the job. Like is the mm. chase. You know what I'm saying? That's a good. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Which is kind of like why he like started. I mean, season five really it deals with like all the like false stuff that he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the case has pretty much gone cold, and he knows how to like salt. He knows who did it. You know what I'm saying? But he like finds a way to fabricate a chase to get him to that end point. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then at the end of season five, he goes back on the boat because he knows on the boat he's not going to get any action. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The job's pretty much that's like his retirement spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, and in in episode one, like his sergeant is just like. Well, you're just going to end up, or, you know, if he fucks up or something, it's going to end up back, like, stomping the West End or something. It's just like, he's like, that's where I came from, you know, no big deal. He's just like, where don't you want to go? The fucking evidence locker, you want to go to, you know, reception or what? And then he's just like, the boat, and he's like, that's where you're going to end up. And then, you know, if you keep watching at the end of season one... He ends up on the boat, yep. and that's where season two picks up. Is they're working? He's working on the boat. That's right. Working the docks. Yeah, and he hates it, mm-hmm. and that's where he ends up at the end of season five. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's After right. After everything's wrapped up, because like they're like, you, we know that you you did us a solid, but you went about it in a really fucked up way, and we're not going to fire you because it's going to look bad to fire the officer that solved this case. So we're just going to stick you back on the boat. Yeah. It's yeah, it's really it's good foreshadowing. Like a really, it's really yeah, it really is. It's great, and it's crazy because they foreshadow it from the very fucking first episode. Yeah, crazy. It's so good. It's so good. Zero blindfolds. Yeah, it's just the every. I, I I tell everyone that I meet who hasn't watched this, I'm like, you need to watch this at some point in your life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I try not to oversell it, but I'm like, because it it is like one of the best shows ever made I'd say but um I'd say that with full confidence it is one of the like top 10 best shows ever made Mm -hmm. but I don't want to like oversell it for someone you know it's people are always like oh the the Sopranos like you need to watch that and then people watch it and they're like well why did I watch this yeah you know what I mean here's maybe this could be a new segment I just had a thought what if this if this series were made into a movie what? How do you think that it would play out? Like, what would what what storylines, what through lines would they follow? I don't. I mean, hypothetically speaking, like you couldn't make it now just because like everyone's just so much older and everything. But yeah, but I mean, just like like storytelling wise, and I don't even know. I guess like the plot would be like, uh, what's his name, Marlo, uh, is like running all of Baltimore. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's had all of Baltimore on lockdown since the get-go. And then you've got McNulty, who's, like, retired. And he, f- he like, comes out of retirement to, like, take down take down Marlowe. Oh, you're know. doing it, like, as a sequel. Yeah. Well, what do you... Oh, do you mean, like, if, if the five seasons were one movie? Is that what yeah. you meant? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Oh, okay. I mean, whoa. 
that it wouldn't be possible. No, you're think. right. They would There's really have so much going on with so it. much would be cut out, so much would be lost. Like th- this can only yeah. really be done. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't get to get to you wouldn't get to know a lot of the characters. You know what I'm saying? At least not as in depth as. But yeah, I totally thought you meant like a movie like after the series wrapped up. That's I cool. thought that was what you were trying to get at. That's a cool idea too. That is a cool idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. Uh, it's a show everyone should watch, man. Yeah. It's, especially if you like HBO. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. If you like how HBO produces shit and you've never watched this or The Sopranos, you should probably watch it. Agreed. And I love I love The Sopranos and I love the... I think I love this more than The Sopranos, though. And a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but... Yeah, that's a hard... That's a hard comparison. I mean, yeah, they're apples and oranges, but uh, at the same time, I'm like, I think The Wire has more rewatchability. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do some segments. Seggies? Oh, shit. Oh, Doug just perked up. Yeah, we can do some segments. All right. I think we've already kind of done recommendations, which yeah, probably shouldn't even be a segment anymore. Um, I'm going to marry, fuck, kill. I don't know if I can even do. I could do it. You do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck the the district attorney lady, the redhead, oh. who eventually who bangs McNulty a few times and then gets together with a, a lieutenant a guy from Fringe. Yeah, what's his name? I don't remember his name. I'm, yeah, I, the, he's the lieutenant in the show. I don't, I don't know his name. Wow, thanks a lot for that one, Caleb. Ouch. 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 Uh, Lieutenant Daniels. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mary. Don't marry McNulty. That's an abusive relationship. I'd probably marry Bunk, for real. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't he cheat on his wife? Yeah, like all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. You gonna let him cheat on you, Doug? Yeah. Because, yeah, why not? And then I can cheat on him right back. There you go. It only seems fair. Looking. And then I'm going to kill... Uh, yeah, we'll kill Weebay. Okay. Although I like Weebay because he, like, makes it, like, the longest, I think, on the show. Actually, I think he makes it all the way through it. I think so, yeah. Because he ends up in jail in, like, season three, at the end of season three. And then his kid is one of the main characters in season four and five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say Bodhi, but then I was like, I was like, Bodhi goes out so hard in like season like four or something like that. Like where he's just like, it's like all the Mar- all like Marlo's people come have, have like all come down from New York or whatever. And they're like taking over the corners and like Bodhi's like staying out in the corner. He's just like, what, what? What? If y'all want to do it, just do it. And then they, he just, like, someone just, like, comes up and pops him in the back of the head. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, damn. Like, he was out there, like, really protecting his corner, and then it's just, he, he knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good moment. But I was like, that's so hard. So hard. Ah. He's been in some other HBO shit. He's been in some other shit in general, I think. Yeah, I think so. Guy mm-hmm. who plays Bodhi. Yeah. I feel like we're treading water, man. I feel like this is about the end. Yeah, I'd say we're we're about there. Oh, I do have some rewatches. Oh, nice. Yeah, go for it. Some legitimate rewatches. Um, 
So these are like rewatches for the first time since I've been at like a kid. I started rewatching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Melissa Joan Hart, nice, and Boy Meets World. Whoa, throwbacks! Yeah, nice. Both of them hold up very well. Long seasons, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Long seasons. They've both got like seven seasons, and each season has like twenty three episodes. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, how did they even? How did they even produce TV like that back in the day? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's a good. I guess uh, are they both Disney? ABC Family, uh, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. ABC Family. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They were. I guess it's some child labor law shit. I don't even know like how they were pulling that off. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any bit of sense. But yeah, those both those both those shows hold up really well. Uh, what else? Do we have anything else? Oh, you're on you're on Twitter as Air of Grievances. Yep. And I'm on Twitter as Chicken Salad Toes. Yep. Just drop that e out of chicken. No e in the chicken. You'll you'll, you'll find me. Uh. I guess that's about it. This has been another episode of Blind Pilots. I'm Caleb Bro. I'm Doug K. Uh, fuck off, everybody. Yeah, fuck, just fuck you guys. You can find Blind Pilots on Instagram at Blind Pilots Podcast. Also, our artwork is by Cameron Del Rosario. You can find him on Instagram at Cam Del Rosario, and our music is by Dirt Doctrine. Goodbye. Post-Christian Production. Collaborating with We Busy But Creative Podcasts.